Hello, and welcome to the Park Baptist Church Podcast with Pastor David Blakely. Our goal is to preach the Word of God in a real and authentic way, so you are filled with the Spirit to guide you through life each and every week. To learn more about Park Baptist Church, visit parkbaptist.com. And now, Pastor David Blakely. It was out of a sense of gratitude that prompted an old man to visit a pier on the eastern seacoast of Florida. Every Friday night until his death in 1973, he would return walking slowly, slightly stooped with a large bucket of shrimp. The seagulls would flock to this old man and he would feed them from his bucket. Many years before, in October of 1942, Captain Eddie Rickenbacker was on a mission in a B-17 over the, the Pacific Ocean near New Guinea. Somewhere over that, in that flight, the B-17 lost, became lost. Fuel ran out, and the crew had to ditch their plane into the ocean. For nearly a month, Captain Rickenbacker and his crew would fight the water, the weather, the scorching sun thirst, and starvation. They spent many sleepless nights recoiling as giant sharks rammed their rafts. But of all their hardships at sea, the one that proved worse was starvation. Eight days out, their rations were gone or had been destroyed by the seawater. It would take a miracle to sustain them, and then a miracle occurred. In Captain Rickenbacker's words, Cherry, who was the B-17 pilot, Captain William Cherry, read scripture during the afternoon. When he finished with a prayer for deliverance and a hymn of praise, there was some talk, but it tapered off as the oppressive heat took over. With my hat pulled down over my eyes to keep out some of the glare, I dozed off. Then something landed on my head. I knew instantly that it was a seagull. I don't know how I knew, I just knew. Everyone else knew too. No one said a word, but peering out from under the brim of my hat, without moving my head, I could see the expressions on their faces. They were staring at the goal. The goal meant food, if I could catch it. And the rest, as they say, is history. Captain Rickenbacker caught the goal. It was eaten. Its intestines were used for bait to catch fish. The survivors were sustained and their hopes renewed because of a lone seagull, uncharacteristic hundreds of miles from land, it offered itself as a sacrifice. He never forgot because every Friday night about sunset on a lone pier on the eastern Florida seacoast, you could see an old man walking, white-haired, bushy-eyebrowed, slightly bent, his bucket filled with shrimp to feed the gulls, to remember that one which, on a day long past, gave itself without a struggle. So today we remember those who have given their lives so that we can live free. We honor both those who served and were able to come home, but also those who served and were never able to come home, at least not alive. Many are still missing to this very day. Memorial Day is a day of remembrance. 
It, is, uh, it was originally started right after the Civil War, or as we from the South call it, the War of Northern Aggression. Um, as, as we celebrate this day, uh, we, we stop to honor those who have served. Uh, and the, as you look back through the corridor of time, we think of the sacrifices that have been made. Um, Valley Forge, where many died of starvation. The Civil War, where many godly men and women fought and served on both sides. World War I, which was called the war to end all war. Uh, you know, uh, World War II, which was incredible in its scope. The Korean War, the Vietnam War, and more recently, the conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan. The sad reality is, is that war is inevitable and it will continue to occur, occur until Jesus sits on his throne. Now, our freedoms that, that we enjoy are thanks to the sacrifices of servicemen and women. Our laws are not thanks to lawyers, but are thanks to servicemen and women. Um, we don't thank the politicians, we thank the servicemen and women. And certainly as wonderful as our freedoms are, the most important, important freedom that we have is not a civil freedom. We especially don't want to lose sight and forget the freedom that we have from sin and the salvation that we enjoy and understand that our salvation is not because of a church. It's not because of a preacher. It's not because of our own goodness. It is because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. In Galatians chapter 5, it says, Christ has set us free. This means that we are really free. Now hold on to your freedom and don't ever become slaves to the law again. So today, we want to remember those who have set us free and understand that it was Jesus and Jesus alone who has given us our freedom from sin. You know, for those of us who have repented of our sin and we have turned to Jesus, we have been given the greatest gift that can ever be received. In Hebrews chapter 2, beginning with verse 14, it says, We are people of flesh and blood. This is why Jesus became one of us. He died to destroy the devil who had power over death. But he also died to rescue all of us who live each day in fear of dying. What we were set free from is slavery. Slavery to sin. We need to understand that the sin that affects each and every one of us blinds us. Satan deceives us. We are all slaves to sin. And the reality is, is until Christ comes and sets us free, people don't even understand that. They don't even realize that. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world. Obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. All of us used to live that way, 
following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that He, even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. As Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross, He was hanging there for my sins and for your sins. He cried out, It is finished. And what that tells us is that the price necessary for our salvation had been paid in full. Christ paid the price. You and I were set free from our sins if we believe in Jesus, if we place our trust in Jesus. Because Jesus bought us, we're no longer under the law. You know, as Galatians says, the law is there to make us aware of our sinfulness. We are not held accountable anymore to the law for our salvation. You know, we are held accountable to Jesus Christ for, and, and we must surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. We don't have to thankfully offer sacrifices anymore for our sin. Christ did that for us. We no longer have to go to some priest and, and confess our sins. Christ is our priest. You can go directly to God anytime through Christ. You are free. And you need to remember that and you need to understand that. You know, each and every one of us would have no hope whatsoever. We couldn't talk to God. We couldn't come into the presence of God except for Jesus Christ. Stand firm in Christ. In Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 13, it says, That is why you need to get God's full armor. Then on the day of evil, you will be able to stand strong. And when you have finished the whole fight, you will still be standing. We don't need to just resist sin. We need to hate sin. We need to become violent toward the sin that is in each of our lives. We have been set free from the control of sin. And we need to understand that sin is the reason that each and every one of us are going to die. You know, quit treating sin in your life like it's no big deal. Understand this. Sin is a devastating horror that is afflicting each and every one of us. Sin is so serious that those individuals who die without Jesus Christ in their life are going to be cast into an eternal lake of fire. That's how serious sin is. You know, Jesus has set us free from this. And, and the, as I just read, we were spiritually dead. But because of Jesus, we have been made new. We have been, we have been given new life. And so sin needs to be treated as the, the despicable wrong 
that it is and it shouldn't have any place in any of our lives. Everything Jesus suffered on the cross is because of sin, because of my sin and because of your sin. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Now, I want to read that same verse using a different translation, just so that we can really get the picture. God took the sinless Christ and poured into him our sins. Then, in exchange, he poured God's goodness into us. We don't deserve any of this goodness. You know, it, it, it's something that, that God chose to do because God is good, because God is loving. Sin has done us no favors and yet we continue. It, it, it's an addiction that each and every one of us have. And so as I read from Ephesians, our responsibility is to stand firm. Stop allowing your pet sins to hold you captive. You know, uh, treat, treat sin as the devastating issue that it actually is. It is enslaving you. If you are in Jesus Christ, you have been set free from the, the slavery to it. So quit allowing it to, to be present in your life. Now again, as you stand, don't forget who it is that set you free. You know, we didn't do it. Jesus set us free. You know, it, it wasn't something I did. It wasn't something I deserved. It was something God did through Jesus. Now, when we forget and, and, and we kind of start making it about us, then all of a sudden everything gets all mixed up. I want to say something that's going to be shocking maybe to, to you. Jesus did not die on the cross so that you can go to heaven. I'm going to say that again. Jesus did not die on the cross just so you can go to heaven. Jesus died on the cross so that your relationship with God could be healed, could be remade, so that you could spend the rest of your physical life and all of eternity worshiping Him and praising Him and serving him. That's why Jesus died on the cross. Heaven just happens to be where God resides. And so when we spend eternity in God's presence, we'll be in heaven. But it's not about us. It's about God. It's always about God. We, you know, we, we try to make salvation all about me, that, that everything was done just so that little old me gets to go to heaven. That's nonsense. Jesus died on a cross to correct the broken relationship. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, It is by God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ that you have been delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. 
And this salvation is not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. We need to, we need to understand this. You know, we, we think, well, I'm going to do all of these great things for God, and, and I'm going to have these rituals where I, I show what a great religious person I am. And that's all nonsense. Apart from Jesus Christ, everything we do is garbage. The Bible says that it is as filthy rags. My very best, apart from Jesus Christ, is a filthy rag. Now, I'm not trying to down, downgrade us and, and say, oh, we're just a bunch of garbage because we are created in the image of God. But at the same time, what we need to understand is what gives us value is that we are in the image of God. What makes us valuable is God's presence in us. Romans chapter 7 says, Yourselves died and you became free from the law through the body of Christ. Now you belong to someone else. You belong to the one who was raised from death. We belong to Christ so that we can be used in service to God. In the past, we were ruled by our sinful selves. The law made us want to do sinful things. And those sinful desires controlled our bodies so that, we did, um, so that what we did only brought us spiritual death. In the past, the law held us as prisoners, but our old selves died and we were made free from the law. So now we serve God in a new way. Not in the old way with the written rules. Now we serve God in the new way with the Spirit. We serve God. That's why we exist. You know, if your mindset is such that you're thinking, well, that's, that's not my understanding, then correct your, your mindset. We exist to serve God. You know, this is Memorial Day. And, and so as citizens of the United States, we want to remember and we want to honor those who have served and who, and especially those who gave the ultimate sacrifice so that we might enjoy the benefits and the freedoms that, that, that this nation offers. But understand that if you are in Jesus Christ, more importantly than our citizenship in America is our citizenship in the kingdom of God. We have been set free. The only reason that we can have a relationship with God is because of Jesus Christ. So if you're a Christian, <clears throat> you should be bearing fruit in your life. You know, this, this is really important. I, I hope you will hear me here. When people look at you, do they see the fruit of the Spirit on display in your life? You know, do, do other people see in you love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Are, are, those, are those on display in your life? 
You know, if, if those things are missing from your life, then you need to understand that things are not right. You know, as, as followers of Jesus Christ, there needs to be a difference in our lives. You know, we, we need to go to God this morning and repent of the sins that, that we have and, and allow God to clean out the junk. Now, this morning, if you're here and you are not a follower of Jesus Christ, I want you to understand that Jesus died on a cross because you and I are sinners. We are broken people. And because we're broken, we need saving. We need rescuing. And this is a spiritual matter. This is not a physical matter. We need to be cleaned from the sin that is in our life. We need to be, we need to be given salvation. There's nothing you and I can do to, to gain this salvation other than to accept it as the gift that it is from God. When Jesus died on the cross, he was being offered as a sacrifice. He was the Lamb of God. That's one of the titles that Jesus had. The blood that came from Jesus that, that flowed out of his body is what appeased God's anger for my sin and for your sin. Now, this is what we need to understand we have to accept this gift. It's not just automatic. It, it's a gift that we, we accept. In 1 John, it says we should live in the light where God is. If we live in the light, we have fellowship with each other. And the blood sacrifice of Jesus, God's Son, washes away every sin and makes us clean. If we say we have no sin... We're fooling ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, God will forgive us. We can trust God to do this. He always does what is right. He will make us clean from all of the wrong things we have done in our lives. If we say that we have not sinned, we are saying that God is a liar and that we don't accept His true teaching. What this means is that if you understand you're a sinner and you understand that you need to be saved, you have to turn your life over to God. You have to turn control of your life over to God. And what does that mean? That means that you say, God, I give you me. I trust you. I can't save me, I can't fix me, but I do believe that if I give you my life, then you, through the work of your Holy Spirit and through the reading of the Bible, you can guide me and you can direct me and you can fix, you can heal me. That's how you surrender. You give up control and you say, God, I want you to control. I want you to guide my life. Do you want to be free? Do you want to be saved from your sinful life? The Bible says in Romans 10 verse 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, believe means placing all of who you are at the foot of God and saying, God, I give up control of my life. I turn it over to you. From this moment forward, I am going to walk in obedience to you. I realize that I've got a lot of bad things in my life. I, I understand I'm not, I, I'm not a perfect person. So I, I am going to trust you, God, to guide me, to lead me, to help me overcome the, the brokenness that is in my life. This is a memorial weekend. And we honor those who have served our nation. But let's not forget the one who gave us our spiritual freedom and our eternal life. The one who, who gave his life so that we might know true salvation and true fellowship with God. Let's pray. Jesus, we are here today to honor you, to thank you for what you have done for us. You gave your life willingly so that we could be free from the guilt of sin. Lord, my prayer is that you will help each and every one of us this morning to understand this. That just as, as we think about a seagull that landed on a guy's head, gave its life so that they could live, you gave your life on a cross so that we could be not just saved to live a few days longer, but so that we could be given new life, salvation. Jesus, please help us to understand that on a, on a deep level. Not just to be superficial, but to, to know and to understand that you have given us salvation. Thank you, Father. And I just pray that your healing will be done in each of our hearts and minds and lives. In Christ's name I pray this. Amen.